Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Listener, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. I'm your host this week. My name is Chris Lockhart. And joining me on this podcast, I have two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, Mr. Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kev? What's going on, Chris? Long time no talk. I'm glad that we have this topic, and I have been in my head about it for weeks. So I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope the audience enjoys it Excellent. as well. And last but not least, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? I have cake. Excellent. <laughs> um, as I was telling, when you were off the, the mic there, uh, I was telling Kevin, I wish I had cake right now. Um, I would share with you. I wish. You know, one, one of these days, you know, someone's got to invent a transporter. So, you know, if we're on a opposite ends you could send me a cake right like a, or just a piece i don't need a full cake just a piece of cake uh, i would share because I, I got this cake it was my first paycheck at my new job nice. so i went and bought a perfect <laughs> yeah every once in a while i will do that like it used to be like cake was just for you know birthdays uh funerals that sort of thing um but now every once in a while i just i just pick up a cake you know just for the heck of it, because I love cake, and and why not? You know, enjoy life, you know? Just don't over... And we're adults. We yeah, can have just cake. don't overindulge, you know? You can't sit there and eat the whole cake, you know? Like, that's not good for you. But a, a piece of cake every once in a while, you know? It's all, it's all about uh, moderation, I guess. Um, I agree. All right, well, for this episode, originally, I, I, was, looking, I was looking back, because... Um, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I think I mentioned it. Um, I didn't. Act, I don't actually have my notes with me this week. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was going to call this "Best of Bad," the other guy's edition, but I'm calling it "Mr. Bad Guy," the other guy's edition. The other guy's edition, um, because uh, this is a a, a, ta- a theme episode that uh, you know we do every once in a while. And it started with the first Mr. Bad Guy. Um, where we discussed, uh, I think it was Jason. I, I can't remember if you were with us, Kev, when we did the first one. Um, Jason and Michael Dean Jackson. And we basically, like, we it was a list of our top five favorite villains. Uh, and then we've done subsequent episodes where we talk about um, bad people. But this is the other guy's edition of Mr. Bad Guy. And also, I got the idea for Mr. Bad Guy, the the title from the Freddie Mercury song, because I love that song. I th- I think it's great. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it's it, it's my favorite Freddie Mercury non Queen song. Um. So anyway, for this edition, we are focusing on characters characters who are neither the main villain or the main henchman. Uh, these are just loyal other guys. So we're going to bring two, um, and we'll do a lightning round of honorable mentions. Uh, so I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, 
in no particular order. Um, I went with a character name, and again, I had to do this on the fly because I didn't, I don't have my notes, so I know I'm gonna forget. There's somebody I'm forgetting. Um, the first one on my list is Wei Yun from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Um, and the reason why I call him one of the other guys and not a henchman is because Wayun is disposable. Um, Wayun is actually a clone, uh, and he and so uh, he's played by the incredibly talented actor Jeffrey Combs. Um, he serves the founders, so the founders are the are the main bad guys, and then he he does their bidding. And I and like I said, you know he's he was killed numerous times on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, but he always comes back, except at the very last end episode because they destroyed the cloning facility. So when they killed the last Wayun, that was it. But I call him one of the other guys because, like I said, he's disposable. Um, like even the founder said uh, on the last season or the last part of the season that. Um, if their cloning facility had been operational, she would have got rid of the current one and got a new one because she was so pissed off with them. Um, so that really makes him another guy. Like, he's really not seen as a top henchman, um, even though he is, he is you know, high up there. Um, but he, he is, uh, the, to me, he's the ultimate other guy. Um and and you know he's loyal. He you know he's everything the founders need. And uh, when he's defective, and like I said, when he's defective or uh, not of any use, they just get rid of that one and and make another one. So uh, he's he's another guy. All right, Lillian, what's for? Who's first on your list for uh, the other guy? And I kind of got stuck on this. Or, or, or it could be girl, other guy or girl. entirely wrong list, and then a backwards list. Um, so there are so many amazing henchmen mm -hmm. out there. And then it was like, wait, no, it can't be the main henchman. And I'm like, oh, man. That's like delving into the corners because I'm like, I got only, like, you would think of henchmen, and I'm like, I could give you lists. A huge list of all yep. my favorites. But then I had to start thinking about... Are they the main henchmen? Mm -hmm. Are they not the main henchmen? What are actually what level of henchmen are they? Are we talking generic loyal henchmen like the Foot Clan, who are insane but they'll still go running off into danger because you asked them to? But you know. Um, and then I settled. I was like, "Oh, we're going to stick pretty basic. We're going to be simple." So um, I, then I couldn't tell if we were talking about henchmen that we like or are they allowed to be evil henchmen? Both or neither. What, what whatever whatever one. However you you feel the... Because I was number one for me that had a tie, okay. because in the world of Harry Potter, Voldemort mm -hmm. has many yep. um, notable others. I mean, other than his main henchman with, like, Snape and kind of thing, or, or you know, but... Because um, I don't know if we would class Snape as one of his main henchmen, but then there was Bellatrix, who was, like, super yep. awesome and cool. But then I always land on Draco Malfoy, who is, without a doubt, one of my favorite sort of bad guys with a wicked redemption arc and I just, I'm like, okay, so we've got to stick with good old Draco just because mm. um, I really wish that they had done the Cursed Child not so stupidly because one of my favorite things about that play is the fact that in it, Draco has such a big part because his son who's madly in love with Hermione Granger's daughter um, runs around and screws up the time paradox um, so Scorpius Malfoy causes all these problems and Draco is, has to work with Hermione and Ron and Harry. And it's just hilarious. And the dialogue is hilarious. And I love that you have this character who spent so many times being like this spoiled bad person in this books and in the movies. Um, and then in this book that's written that everyone counts as it does not exist because it's so bad. Um, this play, he has such a, like he's, he's running around saving the day with, you know, his old yep. schoolmates, because his son is causing trouble. Um, but, like, that's that was one of the first ones that popped into my head, because I have a huge, like, I have a type. Mm -hmm. I definitely have a type when it comes to things that I love. Um, you know, you got and, and Draco Malfoy's number one. I've, I've been, so I'm like, I love him so much. <laughs> Excellent. No, 
And he did some very bad things, but he has a wonderful redemption arc. And who doesn't love a redemption arc? He, he does, yeah. Um, that's another movie series I gotta go back and rewatch because um, I, haven't, I haven't watched them since the last movie came out, so it's been a while. And I got I bought them all on Blu-ray. Well, in the new Harry Potter movie, just opened to a dismal box. I haven't so. watched those ones yet. I don't know if that's because of Johnny Depp or because of J.K. Rowling, but... Well, my yeah. my mom is a big Potter fan, and she liked it. Like, her and my, my brother-in-law went to it, and he's a big Potter fan, too. Um, so, they said it was good. So, But I, I haven't watched the uh, Fantastic Beasts movies, but uh, I, I should. <gasps> I should. Newt Scamander's fantastic. You should. You should. Yeah, I definitely should. But, yeah. Um, all right, Kevin, uh, first up on your list. All right. So, I mean, like Lillian, I was having some trouble initially as well, because I, I was just thinking like, okay, I got someone in mind. No, they're really the one in charge. Okay. I have someone else in mind. No, that would be who I'd consider like their right hand yep. person. You know, uh, they got banter, they got interaction, they have, you know, something closer than, just uh, cannon fodder. Yep. But then I also didn't want to go with, like, uh, for the toys, what they call troop builders. Like, I wanted someone with a personality, not just, you know, here's our hundred people, you know, in this fight. So I was narrowing down, narrowing down, and looking at many different things that I like. So one of the first ones I'll go with here is not the one in charge. Not the one to the side, but one that is always in the franchise and always going around being a a force, but still ultimately just like a you know he's 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 a B or C one in the roster. I'm gonna go with Major Blood of Cobra in the GI nice. Joe cartoon. Ooh, I uh, I mean like I would I would say Destro's the yep. main henchman. Major Blood is lower tier, but he's still important. Like, he's still a higher up one. And then so much so, um, like, I think you read it too, that uh, World on Fire G.I. Joe series, Major Blood's a huge part of it. And it's, you know, it's an alternate world, alternate take on it, but still very true to the original character, which means, even though he is you know, a henchman, he has a personality and, and something that you can pay attention to and grow with and, and all the different incarnations. It's like, oh yeah, I know who that character is. And I know his, his code and his, you know, uh, allegiances and everything, but he's never going to be in charge of Cobra. He's, he's not going to, you know, take out Duke who dies in every mm-hmm. joke, I think. Yep, no, that, that. Yeah, I think I think someone like that is perfect. For Absolutely. This topic. Yep, that's a good call. Um, all right. Well, just going back on the the podcast episode list, uh, this topic first started in on May or sorry March thirty first two thousand nineteen with our inaugural Mister Bad Guy episode, and then I'm just I thought we did a top henchman but i'm not finding it maybe we never did that episode maybe we got to do it i know um uh just looking here mr bad guy ds9 edition we so we did that as part of trek 1701 that was january 18th 2021 uh and then uh best oh i did a best of bad group slash organization edition and that was August 16th, 2021. And, Ooh, that would be a fun one to do. Yeah, so I don't think we actually did a, like a top henchman. I thought we did, but I guess not. Okay, then that's adding to well, the list. No, we need yeah, to do yes. a top henchman because yes. I've got a list. Um, so the reason, yeah, the reason why we went with using air quotes the other guys um, is because I thought we did the top henchman, but I guess we didn't, so... We'll 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 go back and do that. Um, but for the Yay, but for this episode, um, so the next one on my list uh, 
uh, before we get to the lightning round. I'm going uh, all the way back to the original Transformers cartoon, and I'm going with Soundwave. Um, so this is so he's oh. like yeah the cassette player Transformer, uh, Decepticon Transformer. Um, I just remember him being loyal, like he was just completely. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say completely, but he's for the most part pretty loyal to Megatron. Um, if I remember correctly, in the animated movie, he's the one that picks up Megatron um, and carries him after his uh, battle with Optimus Prime. Because I think Megatron, you know, Soundwave, don't leave me, and, and then he picks him up and takes him. Um, but then later in the movie, when they throw Megatron out the out into space, Soundwave doesn't try and stop them either, so... Um, I guess there's that. I guess he's not completely loyal. Um, but for the most part, he is pretty good loyal to Megatron. Um, and, and I, you know, like I had the, when I was a kid, I had the Autobot, um, you know, the, the cassette transformer, cassette player transformer. I can't remember what his name was now. Um, Blaster. yes. Uh, but I, for, I always wanted Soundwave. I, you know, I love, I loved, uh, you know, like, cause you had the, the, uh, the flying bird one, you had like the other two little dudes or was it two dudes or was it just one dude? I can't remember. Yeah. Two, the two, and it got really confusing. Um, the bird is ravaged, I think. Okay. Or is that the dog? Oh yeah. There was a dog. I can't remember. It, it's been yeah, so long. And then one, yeah, one of the robot cassettes was wrong. Yes, yeah, because he, yeah, sure. he would rum, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just remember him being, you know, just, yeah, picking up Megatron, carrying him away. Uh, that's pretty loyal. You know, all the other Decepticons left him. But like I said, he didn't try and save him when they threw him out. But they needed to lose some weight. Well, but he, he was on my potential list, too, because... So, or uh, Starscream's your number one yes. side person yeah. for Megatron, even though he's constantly trying to take out Megatron and take control of the Decepticons yes. himself. He's not a trustworthy one, but he's always number two, which is interesting. But Soundwave, you're right, is loyal to Megatron and will do anything, but that's also why they like can't have him be right there next to him. So there's usually, oh, where on Earth Soundwave is on Cybertron. Yeah. So there's your excuse for why your most loyal person is not your number two person. Yeah. So, but yeah, at any time he showed up, though, it was oh okay, well he's better than Starscream at yep. this. But Starscream's a more interesting overall character yeah. for it. Yeah, I love Starscream. Uh, he, he, you could you could do Macbeth with yep. Starscream. Yeah, it, that, like everyone complains about Optimus Prime dying in that movie. When Starscream dies, that's when I was upset. Uh-huh. I was like, no, not Starscream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did come back, you know, in uh, the third season, I want to say. He comes back, but not not to the forefront, unfortunately. Right, because he's ghost yes, Starscream, yeah. right? He was my yeah. favorite Transformer for the longest time, probably also because... Out of all the Transformers I had, I always thought he was cooler because he could transform him into a jet, and he was my yep. favorite toy. That, yeah, no, Dan even, he, that puppy was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. That, that, <laughs> that is my kid. I am so proud. That and the voice actor. I, I love, I, his name's Chris, um, yeah. I can't remember his last name now. But, um. That's a Chris, though. The, yeah, the he also did the voice of Cobra Commander, so. I, I, I loved his voice. Unfortunately, I know he passed away in the 90s, I believe. Um, but, yeah. Cobra Commander and... I need to go watch that. Like, Yeah, it's on Tubi. Like, it, so you can watch him for free. It's just you got to sit through a few commercials. But, I'm, I mean, I'm cool with that. That's fine. Come on, guys. We grew up in the era of commercials. We are not afraid of them, although they are annoying, and I avoid them. I I do. I do have the original Transformers on DVD. Like I bought them, like I I don't know, fifteen years ago when they were being released. 
So it's like, what, what, what would I rather do, sit through commercials or actually have to get up to the DVD player and put a disc in? It's like, hmm, I think I'm going to sit through commercials, you know, because then I could just stream and sit. Well, if there's commercials, then you get that now back to the Transformers. Yep, which they... In, which in honestly have... Sorry, I just that sound just even now it just sounds so exciting. You can even hear the music coming to with it when it's like, and now uh-huh. back to the Transformers. Like the, the yep. theme music comes on, and it's like, yeah. There, there's a podcast that I listen to that puts that in when they have to read ads. Nice, nice. They, they treat it as an actual ad break. I lost my mind. Well. It's 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 my yeah on tu- yeah and on Tubi they actually do use those and they use them for the GI Joe cartoon as well yeah um because yeah you know Transformers will be back after these messages and then you got the ads and then yeah back to the Transformers yeah it's awesome I I love that little twist that they you know that they did there with uh, with Tubi so yeah just just based on that I'm I'm gonna go with streaming for sure um. All right, uh, Kevin, what's next on your list, or who's next on your list? I'm sorry. All right. So, you know, I'm I'm staying within my my wheelhouses for a lot of these, and it's still the group isn't that big, but I think it's still a henchman of you're not number one, you're not number two, but you're someone that is a threat and can go out there and kick anyone's ass. Um, so I decided I'm going with from one of the classic incarnations of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard, hmm. who was NWA, mm-hmm. uh, champion, but not world champion. Cause that was flair. So I'd say Flair was obviously your lead for the yep. Four Horsemen. Arn Anderson was his second. Even though Arn was usually in a tag team with Tully, Arn was the second. Always was. Everyone knew that. But Tully was someone that I appreciated later when I was watching her. So I'm like, he's just a bad guy. Now I'll see him stuff. I'm like, God, he was mm-hmm. good. Such a good heel. In the right place all the time. A wrestler's wrestler. Like, knew what he was doing. Fortunately, had a horrible cocaine addiction, and that's why he got thrown out of many different promotions. <laughs> Eventually, people would get sick of him, mm-hmm. fire him. He'd go to another promotion, take about a year. It happened there too. He'd go yep. back, and recently he's been uh, managing people as well. So, taking his um, years of expertise and helping younger teams, but. Again, not your not your main guy, not your main, you know, uh, your your second, your lieutenant, whatever you want to call it, but someone that's an absolute threat that you would have to work your way through. A lot of these are kind of like um, boss battles in video mm-hmm. games, like absolutely good, like middle of the game, end of the stage person you got to defeat. Like a challenge and a threat, but isn't going to be your your main challenge there at yep. the end. But you're going to still struggle to defeat yep. him. And and totally your your classic four horsemen era of rich smug heels, all the expensive cars, expensive clothes, all the titles and all the women. You gotta love it. Even your even the least guy on there is still a star. Excellent. Um, Lillian, uh, number two on your list. So this one kind of stumped me and I'm stuck. Uh, because I had four of them that I had in mind and then I couldn't decide if I watched what I wanted to go with. Well, whoever, whoever you don't, go, whoever terrible. you don't go with, you can throw them in the lightning round. Cause that's, that's coming up right after this. But see, I'm kind of Okay, no. Um, then I have to go with. Uh, Hack and slash from reboot. Ooh. Just 
because I love them so much. And they're not very good, but they were always there as needed. So whatever that, you know, uh, yeah, no, um, they, they were honestly the first two that came up to my mind uh, because I love the cartoon, obviously. And Hack and Slash made me laugh my butt off as a kid. Um, and they essentially, like, no matter what they're asked to do, they're always willing to do it. Whenever Megabyte says, hey, Hack Slash, go do the thing, they're like, sure. And even if it's something really ridiculous, they're like, let's do it. And then they'll jump into a game. So, like, he's got Megabyte... Meg- Megabyte, not Megabyte, Megabyte has so many other competent things, but no, those are, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd count them as his main henchmen. They were more like, side hmm. show robots. <laughs> I, I, yeah, nerd confession, I've never watched Reboot. Um, oh, well, I, one of my good buddies uh, in high school um, he just loved it, and he was, oh, why aren't you watching this? And I was like, eh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I never got into it. But, you know, I hear great things. But, uh. It's a classic. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting to watch it now. But, um, it's just so good. And that's where I got stuck, because with this question, I'm like, reboot and so many other cartoons have so many fantastic mm-hmm. villains. Like, and when I think of like, say I'm mildly obsessed with sailor moon and queen barrel has a bunch of minions and those minions have minions. And so I could pick my favorite minion. That was a minion of a minion kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and any other cartoon. And I'm like, I could go any anime level, like, but honestly, my first ones that popped into my head were hack and slash. And I don't know why. Well, nothing wrong with that. Um, Kevin, you you thought it was a good choice because you watched reboot. I I did. I don't even remember if I watched it because it was a Canadian mm-hmm. production. I don't remember if I watched it on a Canadian channel or if it was on an American channel at the time. But I mean that was computer animated, but one of the most beautiful ones at the time. And mm-hmm. the story was just compelling as hell too. I'm like, there's no other cartoon like this right now. But then it, it was successful, it was good, but it fell victim to the I don't know what time it's on mm. anymore. It's mm-hmm. on at 10 one week and noon another week and Sunday or Saturday or whatever, and it's like you couldn't find it pre-streaming days too, and then you just kind of lose interest. Not that you, Nothing gets the show, but it's just you make it harder for me to find something, and I'm going to go find something else, I guess. Yeah. I... I... I believe it was on YTV in Canada, and I think Nickelodeon in the states. I want to say, because yeah, that was that was uh, that was another reason I think why I didn't watch it was because back then, like we like uh, my mom and dad used to have that old satellite system, you know, like the big eight foot dish that used to move to certain satellites. And so, even though I was Canadian, we didn't get YTV. Uh, so, it was on, actually, Nickelodeon, I think. And I don't know if we got Nickelodeon. So, I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't watch it. Because I didn't actually get YTV. Um, which is which is crazy, you know. Because, like, back in the day, like, we used to get, like, USA Network, TNT, um... You know, I can't remember some some of the other ones, um, but now we can't get those up in Canada because those um, big satellite dishes are obsolete, and we have to go with a Canadian um, carrier. It sucks. But again, first world problems, right? Um, exactly. But I mean. I'm kind of spoiled because we invited one of the voice actors from Reboot, who was one of my favorites. And so she came out. And then I just kind of, I nice. adore her. And she's on my Facebook. And I love her to pieces. Awesome. And uh, I would love to get more of the cast out. So shout out to Sharon if she could ever hear this. That's awesome. Wanna... That's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and she's been to one of your conventions. That's that's awesome. Um. 
Yeah, I almost died when she she responded to my email because I was like, hey, wondering if Sharon's available. She was like, yep, I am. I'm like, I love you. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Yeah, it's been a while since I've reached out to any type of celebrity. But yeah, but when, when I was first doing the podcast, I'd reach out to certain celebrities and I got to interview a few of them. But even just people that, you know, politely declined, like um, having Kurt Busick one of my favorite comic book writers politely decline to come onto my podcast was one of the awesomest messages I've ever received. Um, but anyway, I, I wish I could have interviewed him, but I think I would have been just too starstruck and, and would have stuttered a lot. But anyway, let's move on to the lightning round. So this is the round where, you know, whatever honorable mentions we want to throw out there, we can throw out there. Um, so first up on my, uh, well, I'm going to name, name them all off, Zartan. Um, he is the head of the Dreadnoughts on G.I. Joe, but he is a henchman for Cobra Commander. Uh, an independent contractor. And a lot of times when they need shit done, the Dreadnoughts do it. And a lot of times they actually pull it off. You know, uh, Cobra Commander's uh, captured by G.I. Joe. It's uh, Zartan that goes in and rescues him a lot of times. Um, so as long as you're paying him, he, he's, he's a pretty good henchman to have around. And, and you know, like his his group, they're kind of a bunch of bumbling idiots. But, you know, they do get the job done a lot of times. So um, he's first up on my list. Uh, ne next up, I'm going with a character named Theo. Um, now, if you guys remember, I'm sure you watch, you know, this is, you know, you come Christmas time, uh, you guys are watching the Christmas movie Die Hard. Um, Theo was the guy that worked for, uh, Hans Gruber. He's the, he's the, the computer, computer guy. So not only is he super yep. smart and, you know, cause, um, uh, you know, uh, Hans Gruber kills, what, what was his name? Nakatoshi, Mr. Na uh, wh whoever the rich dude was, he kills him because he won't give him the codes to get into the safe. So Theo has to figure out how to do it. And then when the cops show up, Theo's the guy that's coordinating the other henchmen's attacks against the cops. Um, you know, he, he's, he's very resourceful, you know, uh, really, uh, Hans Gruber had nothing. Like, if Theo didn't do his job, Hans Gruber never would have been able to pull off what he pulled off, even though it got thwarted at the end. Um, and he's not the main henchman, because that long, blonde-haired guy, that's the main henchman. Um, the guy at the yeah. end, you know, gets shot at the end by uh, uh, Carl from uh, Fam... You killed my brother. Yeah. Good old Carl from Family Matters takes him out. Um, and then I have Kevin Lannister. He's the brother to Tywin. Uh, he follows his brother's orders no matter how grim, but he himself is an all right guy. Uh, you know, just based on, on the TV series. Uh, and I know in the books, he's, uh, a lot friendlier to, uh, Tyrion. Um, and, and also like the reason why I call him another guy is because if he didn't have, if he wasn't Tywin's brother, Tywin probably wouldn't have him as part of his council. Uh, it's just because Tywin is is uh, so um, hell bent on on you know having family and working with family. Um, that's why Kevin is is up there, um, but he's usually the one that's sent out to do things on Tywin's behalf. And I liked in in the TV show, uh, like when after Taiwan dies, we get to see a little bit more of him. It's unfortunate he he doesn't make it, um, but you know, you know he's a good other guy. And then last but not least, I got uh, Vader's butler that we saw in Rogue One. His name is actually Vanny. Um, he is a loyal servant at Castle Vader, um, and he actually went. Uh, insane following Vader's death. Um, and prior to The Last Jedi, because Rogue One came... What was it? No, Rogue One... Yeah, Rogue One came out before Last Jedi, right? Yeah, it did. 
Um, yeah. I thought Vader's butler was going to turn out to be Snoke. Because, um, you know, he obviously doesn't look like Snoke in Rogue One, but I thought, you know, I mean, this is years later that we see Snoke in the sequel trilogy, so maybe he's been through some things. Maybe, you know, that's how Snoke ha has knowledge of the dark side, because he worked for Vader. And it would make sense that Vader would employ somebody that is Force-sensitive, so he would have somebody to, you know, practice against. And maybe that's why Snoke had all the, you know, uh, scars and stuff on his face, was because, you know, Vader did that to him. Uh, but as it turns out, that's not what that's not the case. Um, but I figure anyone who who serves Darth Vader and lives, because Vader does have a have a tendency of choking people to death that piss him off. Um, that you know, in his service, uh, the fact that this guy survived Vader, um, I think says a lot. It says that he's a he's a good loyal guy. Um, so that's why he's on my list of uh, the other guys. Uh, Lillian, w w let's go with your list of uh, other guy honorable mentions. Okay, so I've got, ironically, my first, I've got three. Um, and the first one is Miss Tex Mocker from uh, Superman. Just because <laughs> I love her uh, in every variation I've ever really seen her. Um, oh, excuse me, I burped. Um, especially when, you know, Christopher Reeves' movie where she's all like, I'm sorry, I gotta be evil, and then she ends up saving him. Be like, go save my mother, please. Um, love it to pieces. Uh, I just love, I don't know. I, she's, she's definitely just, when you have that person who's like, I'm the evil secretary, and yet I can grow a conscience. I love those characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like thinking of ladies. I also had to jump over to Mrs. Onatop from Goldeneye. Nice. Um, just because that, I think that yeah, uh, it's the first thing that pops into my head because like it was such. It was one of the first we snuck in to see Goldeneye after watching Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. We stuck into Goldeneye, and that movie was just the first time I'd ever. It was the first current Bond movie because I'd seen a bunch. My mom had recorded all of the Bond movies on VHS during some marathon. And um, I was like, this is amazing. And this, what, is, what does her name mean? I, I, do, <laughs> I don't understand. That sounds strange. Hmm. But uh, I actually didn't know who the actress was. And I, I, I probably would be another long, long time till I knew who she was. But. Yeah, Mrs. On a top there is an honorable mention because she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, we're jumping into a cartoon because, like I jokingly said earlier with, like, Sailor Moon, there's a million bad guys. So Queen Beryl has a bunch of henchmen. But uh, shout out to my to Zoysite, who it took me up until a decade to go of after watching the show to find out that was a guy. Hmm. I obviously, I mean, it's funny because, you know, all these men that look like yep. pretty women. And as a kid, I always used to think it was a she. It never occurred to me that that was a he. So, uh, his suicide unfortunately dies and let his death be a lesson to everybody. Do not upset Queen Beryl. There's a lot of, yeah, but, uh, yeah, those are mine. Excellent. Thank you, Lillian. And Kevin, your honorable mentions. It, it, it's funny with you with Lillian going for the Sailor mm -hmm. Moon one um, just because I kept thinking of like that was part of what made cartoons so great was the wealth and deep roster and colors and names and everything for mm -hmm. bad guys Yep, and just some of it being so silly and so ridiculous but like I mean there's certainly more for G.I. Joe. You know, and, and I brought that up earlier. But, like, Zartan, kind of. But also, if you want to do an episode where he's in charge of the Dreadnoughts, you could pick a, a henchman. I, I, like, I don't think there's a second. Well, okay, his sister. Yeah, Zartana. Zartan's sister would probably be the second. Zarana, yeah. But the rest of them, um, 
Let me see. Ripper, Torch, Buzzsaw, maybe? What's I think one? so. <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, yeah, you could pick, like, any of them uh, as random henchmen. Um, Firefly, who they do stuff with, but it's still just, you know, random gun cobra. I was debating a lot between Major Blood or Dr. Mindbender. Mm. Yep. He just incredible. I'm like, what is he? Oh, he's an evil scientist that also is shirtless. Yep. <laughs> well, he's. Oh, what? You it. had me at shirtless. What? what? <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's and he's got like a, a carny mustache and a monocle. And he's bald. Uh, shirtless and monocle. I am googling this. <laughs> he he he's yeah, he, a, uh, a loyal henchman to Cobra. Not so much Cobra Commander. Yes. And then he's loyal to yeah, Sir Because he helped create him. Like that, that, because uh, he, the whole point was, you know, Cobra Commander was so incompetent. He was like, I can make a better leader. So he, he was, he was a firm believer in Cobra then, as an organization, for sure. Well, well and the, that's the thing. I was thinking, like, a lot of these henchmen are, okay, you're very useful. <clears throat> But you're not going to be in charge. Mm-hmm. You're not smart enough, cunning enough, ruthless enough, whatever. But you have things we need. Zartan's a great one. You have things yep. we need here. Um, I was even going with, like, uh, Vulture Man for Thundercats. Oh. <gasps> yes! So, like, Mumbra's yep. your main one, obviously. Yep. But then your mutants were Slythe, Jackalman, and Monkeyan. And those were the main three. Then Vulture Man shows up out of nowhere. Not on the original ship, so apparently he was on Third Earth. But he has a plane, which he can fly, even though he's a vulture man. So technically he should have been able to fly too, but whatever. Um, So he has this plane, ship, whatever thing, so they can move around on Third Earth. And he comes in handy for that. But if it's, if wherever they're battling the Thundercats or the Burbills or something else on there, and they it's close enough that they can walk or take a bike to, they'll do that when it's far away that they got to fly to do their nefarious yeah. deeds, then you call Vulture Man. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't yeah. really need him. Um, I think one of the best ones, and, and it, being in cartoons is just yeah. so easy for this topic, is uh, the Filmation Ghostbusters cartoon. Oh. Because those were just absolutely absurd. Yeah. Um, you know, here, here's a uh, a hunter ghost. Here's a um, robot ghost. Which, uh, <laughs> how? How? But <laughs> um, but all sorts of just crazy gimmicks and stuff for it. It's like okay, I love these. And then that made you. I, I think we had these cool, uh, you know, henchmen and stuff like that at the time for the toys. Like that was such a yep. big part of it because I, I was trying to think superhero stuff. Um, like, take the the Legion of Doom from the Super Friends cartoons. Mm-hmm. Okay, Luther's in charge most of the time. All right, yeah, makes sense. You could say Joker's number two. I wouldn't really say Joker's like a team person, but all right, let's 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 make him number two. And someone like Black Manta is absolutely a henchman to those two, but is the number one threat to Aquaman. So it kind of just depends on, okay, whose story are mm-hmm. you in? Because in this story... You're you're like fifth or sixth, but in this other story, you're number one, and you should have the henchman yeah. as the leader. So then it, it just gets fun of like, okay, whose story are we telling here? Because some of these guys could get bumped up in certain tales, but in this one, they're like, all right, no one, no one really thinks you're going to yeah. win here. <laughs> yeah, excellent. And, and you brought up the the filmation Ghostbusters. That's one cartoon I have not seen in years. Um, we're talking the one with the gorilla, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's funny. I again, um, yep, the- I watched the YouTube video. This was a few years ago, but where they were explaining uh, the Ghostbusters and the different variations. The filmation Ghostbusters actually predates the Ghostbusters movie. So even though, like, they well the. What it's based on does. It was a Ghostbusters movie from, like, what, the 50s, I yeah, think? Yeah, so... Like a silly black and white one, and it's based on that, yeah, technically. Yeah, and um, 
Because, like, the the Ghostbusters movie cartoon, they call themselves the real Ghostbusters, right? In the cartoon. Mm, yep. But in actuality, yeah, because everyone thought Filmation ripped them off, but they actually didn't. Well, it's, it's kind of like Hydrax existed before Oreo. Hmm. But people think Hydrax is the knockoff. I don't think we have that. Like, I, I don't think I've had that brand up here no it, 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 i mean it looks like an oreo but it just says you know their logo and stuff on it so you think yeah it's like, it's a, like you know generic bootleg thing but yeah it turned out they were actually the first ones it's just oreo was better marketed and became the best you know the which is company. better in your opinion oh, oh oreo for sure because sometimes hydrax taste hydrax taste oh, okay so I was going to say, sometimes those generic ones, like, you get the odd one that's actually better um, than, than mm. like, up here. Oh, I'm trying to think. The President's Choice? Is that is President's Choice Cookies? Yep. Um, yep. I find they're better than uh, um, Chips Ahoy, myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I mean, super, super tangent with it. Um, when I was trying to figure out why I was getting mm-hmm. sick a lot, not, not the recent one, I knew what yeah. that was, but, um, when trying to figure out my stomach sickness and, and attempting mm-hmm. gluten-free, yeah. there's some snacks and cookies and stuff I discovered in the gluten-free aisle that I'm like, these are actually better than what they're mm-hmm. replacing. You know, snacks that are like crunchier, has more crisp, like, you know, sweets that taste you know, more sugary or chocolatey or whatever it might be. I was like, these are better. I don't want to spend the money yeah. on them, but these are actually a lot better. And yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing. Like, I know um, some of the other podcasts I've been listening to, like I, I Fanboy, for example, like they've been, uh, one of their sponsors is Magic Spoon. Um, uh, you order a cereal, and, and they make, you know, every type of cereal you can imagine. But you're paying like, because you got to buy like a hundred dollars worth of cereal. So, and I kind of broke it down mm-hmm. like I like I, the the way it worked when I was looking at it uh, to ship it to Canada and everything. It was working out to basically twenty five dollars a box for a box of cereals. Yeah. And it's like you know, and I mean, it's supposed to be good for you. It's supposed to be like no sugar, no gluten. It's keto friendly, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not paying $25 for a box of cereal. Like, I love cereal, but I, 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 you know, I can't do that. And then, yeah, you get into, like, um, like our one store here in town. Like, it's got, like, that gluten-free section or whatever. And and uh, some of the cereals look good, but it's like, those boxes are so small, and I'm p- paying at least double. It's like, nah, I'm just going to go with... You know my raisin bran. If I want to eat, if I want to eat healthy with my cereal, um, but listen, I, I I know we're talking henchmen tonight, but twenty five dollar box of cereal is probably the most villainous thing I've heard so far. It is, and I I don't know why they don't partner up with like Walmart or something. Like I I would think they would do better business if they marketed cheaper and went through like a retail store. But anyway, what what yeah. do we know? But, but it sounds good. Magic Spoon sounds good. It looks good, but I just can't afford it. Not, not you know, twenty five dollars for a box of cereal. Nope. Um. Anyway, uh, I think we can call this an episode for uh, Mister Bad Guy, the Other Guys edition. Uh. But before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And Lillian, where can we find you? on twitter at talking squirrel that's talking without an a and you can come and talk to me anytime excellent uh and kevin where can we find you you can find my blog is over at masklibrary.com i'm at masklibrary across most social medias and in addition to this podcast i also do a series of one-on-one interviews with creators called hellions talks which is hosted by the Retro Network. Excellent. 
And you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. I also uh, manage some groups on Facebook that are related to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. So just type that into the Facebook search engine under Groups, and uh, you'll be able to find uh, all all of our uh, all of our groups on Facebook. All right. So on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, uh, Lillian Knelson, and Kevin Decent, I want to thank you dear listener, for taking the time to listen to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. This was Mr. Bad Guy, the Other Guys edition, and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. I'm saved by the...